And now it's time for Geek News. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you, know, you have to explain that. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will go. A few comic related related items uh, from the DC side in October. They put their October solicitations out this week, and most of it was blah. But the one thing that did catch my eye is starting in Green Lantern and going across uh, all the Green Lantern-related titles, Red, you know, New Guardians, blah, 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 that crap. They're doing a six-act story across uh, all the Green Lantern titles called Godhead, and this is going to be reintroducing the new gods into the New 52. They, I believe, previously have not been around in this, uh, in the New 52, or at least not in a noteworthy fashion. I kind of like the new gods. It's Kirby's creation, you know, Darkseid, Orion, all those dudes. And uh, it's it's kind of an interesting crossover. You don't really get a lot of Green Lantern and the new gods, you know, ever. Yeah. But the advert for this has been, uh, apparently the plot is, it looks like Orion's arm. He's got, it looks like he has a mother box. It looks like Orion's holding a, a mother box and going into the mother boxes are one of each color ring. And the caption that goes with it was something like, with these seven rings, I sh- no, with these, with all these rings, I shall finally make Darkseid kneel or something like that. Mm. So this is, uh, Darkseid's been kicking around on and off in various aspects of New 52, but this is, I believe, the first time all the new gods have come back. I'm tempted because I like the new gods, but man, GL just sucks right now, just across the board. When John's left, it it tanked, and then the, the tie-in, t- well, they're not tie-ins, they're all standalone, but Red Lantern started off strong but disappeared, and New Guardians was just horrible from the get-go. Well, it's a Kyle Rayner title. Uh, you know, so... <laughs> But this says it's, I believe it's just going to be a six issue series, uh, you know, over one month or maybe two, depending on how, where they place it in the month to start. As a standalone story, you know, something when it comes out in the trade, I might definitely pick up. On the Marvel side, they got a few items. Uh, starting in October, we're going to get two new titles. Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, but he is leaving Earth. He is going on uh, some intergalactic adventures. In Original Sin recently, it was revealed that in one of the... I don't know if it's ballsy or stupid. They've kind of turned Nick Fury into the world's greatest protector. He's mm-hmm. just been this dude that forever, and this is one of the reasons why he's remained young. At least they're attempting to make, you know, science, or not science, but make their timeline work in reality. The reason why Nick Fury has remained young, because going back to the World War II, Howling Commandos mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and he's kind of the same dude now, no, is he's no, like... He's not. <laughs> no, we're talking 616, <laughs> not ultimate. Um... <laughs> David Hasselhoff turned into <laughs> Mace Windu? What? He's Earth's like secret intergalactic protector. So whenever something steps up, he just goes out and kills it. So he's been popping around galaxies and universes and dimensions apparently for who knows how long. They haven't gotten that far. I mean, Original Sin was sounded like something maybe I was going to pick up in trade because it was sounded kind of interesting because it wasn't your standard Marvel event. But this just seems stupid. <laughs> Uh, so the assumption coming out of this and with Bucky being advertised as being an, uh, an intergalactic story, I'm assuming Fury's going to end up dead for a little while at the end of original sin and Bucky is going to take up his, his mantle as the intergalactic protector said it's going to be kind of, uh, kind of badass Starenko meets kind of Philip K. Dick kind of stories. Uh, so if you got trippy Starenko art style and Philip K. Dick, you may just want to lick a whole blotter of acid before you read it. <laughs> I think that would really, really bring the experience up a notch or two. But uh, otherwise, 
that right there was kind of the selling point for me, Sterenko and and Dick. So I might give that a shot. I really liked uh, when Brew Baker turned him into Cap, and I so liked- much I could do with that sound clip. <laughs> I really like Dick. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it all day long. <laughs> Are you twelve? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer I be this way or the way I was right before you came over, or right when you got here? <laughs> So it's all therapy, Jeff. Go ahead. Do, do it or, say what you need to say. We can have the Jeff's rant, you know, every now and then instead of just Jordan's. And today's going to be Home Depot. Home Depot and Albert Lee. Anyway, and then Thor, also in October, is going to become a woman. Yep. They haven't quite indicated how this is going to happen other than they're rewriting the, the heraldry on the hammer from he to she. So Thor's his actual name. He's Thor Odin's son. Now, they're saying it's not going just to be Lady Thor or Thorette or, you know, any kind of standard comic uh, suffix or, or title to, to generify, uh, to, 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 to womanify a, a character. It says it's going to be her own standalone character, which I'm fine with, but Thor's actually a dude's name. I mean, a character's name. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do, not only in terms of Thor's name, but I mean, this is kind of a, it intrigues me because it's not like Daredevil or Bullseye or, you know, oh, well, there, there you go. Deadshot right. and not Deadshot, uh, Bullseye. And then they turned Lady Bullseye. Well, Bullseye is just a code name. The dude beneath it, you know, that doesn't matter who's behind the mask. Thor is an actual character, uh, an actual character's name. So I'm interested to see how they're going to do this. I might give it a shot, you know, a month or two when it comes out just to see if it's interesting. Because, um, yeah, I think Marvel does a far better job than DC at uh, EO and inclusiveness and all that. So October in both companies, they're shaking a lot of stuff up. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, the last little Marvel bit here, I know will not impact you at all. But Matt Fraction has announced that he's writing his last script for Hawkeye. It has been inconsistent, we'll say, uh, in its publishing schedule this year. So who knows when this is actually going to come out. But he is working on his last script for Hawkeye. And I've never one to ask for a series to end, but I hope they let it end. And I hope Fraction just bookmarks his whole run with a good start and a good end. Some of the stuff in the middle was a little sketchy, but generally I think it's all been a very good read. And I hope they just let this title go away for a little while, then let somebody else take care of it. But just let Fraction end his run with yeah. with this title. I completely understand that I'm somewhat in the minority on that. Although I I did have one person tell me that they did agree that the, okay, this looks bad, yeah, is yeah. very old, gets very old after a <laughs> while. <laughs> IDW, starting in October to coincide with the core of uh, Wizards D&D releases, is doing a D&D Legends of Baldur's Gate ongoing series. Well, they didn't say it was a mini, so I'm assuming it's ongoing. You know, the D&D comics have always been a hard read. They give you mechanics as much as they give you story. It's it's sometimes they're really, really hard reads. So I hope they've got somebody that, you know, they don't need to understand the game. They just need how to under how to write a fantasy setting. You know, that's that's what I hope. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. And it's IDW. So and they're pretty good with licensed stuff. So, I mean, I might give that a shot. On a parallel tangent, <laughs> have you checked out any of the new Pathfinder comic stuff? Is there a new series? I thought the Pirates and Shackles wasn't starting yet. Or Scout, whatever it was called. Yeah, I could have swore I saw the first one um, when I was looking for some other stuff. Well, we're into July, so it might have, because it was supposed to coincide with the release of the game. It kind of sucked in the fact that it wasn't like a, I've got what I've got in comiXology, and Mm -hmm. I can usually go, whoop, okay, hey, the new, and you know, it shows you, here's your next issue. And of course, this is a new title, so it doesn't do that. But can't remember how I came across it, but I think, I think at least the first issue 
might be out already. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. But I haven't I haven't picked it up or read it either. And then over at Boom, George Perez, one of my favorite artists. He is just just ridiculously good. If you need if you need a group shot that doesn't he did that did all the covers and all the centerfolds for Christ on Infinite Earth. Well he did all the art, but his covers and his centerfolds where he has like all the DCU in one room or on a cover. I and mean, his his work with covers is is astounding. And his artwork in general is is just phenomenal. And he can make he can put a hundred people in a panel, and it doesn't look busy, and it doesn't look bad. He's awesome. Uh, he's going uh, the creator-owned uh, route with Boom. He's in September. He's starting a series called Sirens. Uh, it's going to be an all-female lineup. It's going to be about prominent characters through history. So I don't know if these are going to be um, fictionalized or fantasized or sci-fiized versions of actual historical females or what. I didn't read the whole article. I was just like Prez Sirens September. Okay, but I'm definitely going to give that a shot because. Uh, uh, if nothing else, it'll look good. On the game side, Rio Grande is, again, working with uh, Donald Vaccarino, Dominion fame, or infamy, depending on how many boxes you <laughs> forced yourself to buy. And uh, later this year, just sometime in 2014, they are coming out with Temporum, a time travel board and card game. It struck me as being a little bit uh, along the lines of uh, Legacy, because there's going to be a timeline, and you're dicking around subtly or not so subtly with events in history to try to get things to go your way i don't know that it's uh, a scoring thing like legacy or a, a story thing maybe or something like that or what the end game is they didn't have much detail on that but just that it's going to be out sometime this year and there's not much of this year left uh with an msrp of 50 bucks so 49.95 so i'm uh looking forward to that because i like uh kind of the time travel shtick when it comes to sci-fi and whatnot yeah especially if it's done well i mean there are a couple games that have tried it that have been a little iffy but like legacy is a big one that we enjoy and Mm -hmm. stuff like so yeah if it's done well um i like it yeah it uh i mean legacy is fun because it's uh you know the artwork is uh you know it's not quite tongue-in-cheek but it's it's a fun without being overly serious game Mm -hmm. i mean there are definitely dick your opponent moments you know as you work in the timeline so if this is uh, along the same vein or even uh a little bit more serious without being you know a brain burner definitely yeah it's, it's something once they start to put out some more info it's, it's on my maybe buy list if they put in more info you know some of the mechanics and what's going on it, it might move up if you're a fan of mouse guard I don't know any people that are because I try to distance myself from animal based <laughs> fantasy. You know, I read the first book and it just, it didn't do for me. That's because I, I'm just not keen on animal characters. You know, Mice and Mystics is really an exception for it. But, anyways, apparently in the Mouse Guard world, there is a game called Swords and Strongholds that, much like True Blood or Z Man did with True Blood, was it Z Man? I think it was Z Man, did with their True Blood game, mm-hmm. uh, a game that they play on True Blood, even the vampires play, even though it was never seen on True Blood. Right. Uh, they're doing uh, Swords and Stronghold, the game. It's going to be released uh, sometime next year. It's going to be a two-player board game, and they are... Oh, I forgot which publisher it was. So the they is kind of in the air right now, but this is really happening. <laughs> uh, they've went out and worked uh, with... What's it's his a, name? It's not a big known publisher, though. No, right? it's, it's not. It's like Luke's... Because this was my franchise pick in the last mm. draft pick. So, yeah, it was like... I want to say his first name is Luke. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it was... Yeah, I had to go look it up to see... Because I'd never heard of it. Right. And it struck me as strange. I mean, even though it's not a franchise I'm into, it's a big franchise. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a strange pairing. It was like big franchise with dude I've never heard of. 
and a company I'd never heard of. So uh, anyways, it's a two-player board game sometime in the first quarter of 2015 with an MSRP of 30 bucks. So if you like your game based on a game that was never mentioned in a book series that I don't read, check it out. I think it was, though. It was in the comic, though. Oh, it was in the comics? I think it was in the Mouse Guard comics. They, cause they have... Well, it's mentioned, but they never, no, I think... they tell you what the, they never tell you what the game is. No, I think they have like, they ha- like at least on the Kickstarter page, they had like an actual like comic page that showed the game being played by the, by a couple of the mice. Oh, nice. Okay. That's cool. More power to them. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that in a snotty, snotty way it sounded, <laughs> but I mean, just good luck. In October, Hordes is coming out with a new supplement, Exigence. It's going to be introducing new warlocks, uh, units and solos, and uh, it's going to be continuing the, the Horde storyline from... Uh, what was printed in the Colossals book. I'm not sure if that's a year or two years ago now. It must be two years. So, yeah, I guess they're due for a book. It's going to be 45 bucks in hardback, 35 bucks in soft. Uh, it's going to be the standard kind of resource. There's going to be fluff. There's going to be rules, and there's going to be painting guides. So. And then CGT Studios, who I've talked about every now and then because they've got a really awesome-looking minis game that I'd like to get into, but it's stupid expensive because it's British and they don't have a U.S. distributor. So everything is not only got to be ordered in Euro, it's then got to be shipped internationally. So I haven't. But they're coming up with a board game now called Rise of the Kage. It actually struck me a little bit like uh, City of Thieves because mm. it sounds like everybody's, it's going to be multiplayer. Uh, when a person is going to be city guard or type thing, a defender, and everybody else is going to be the ninja. It's going to be mostly cooperative because you got to kill the emperor and the player or players playing the city guard got to stop you. So unlike City of Thieves where it's, you know, every man for himself and maybe there's the city guard faction, uh, depending on how you randomize, this is definitely going to be set as the assassins against the law to uh, to kill the emperor. And if it includes even just a handful of the minis from their actual minis game, the minis are going to look awesome. I doubt they'll, well, maybe because they do work in plastic, I believe. So if you get their tabletop game quality minis in this mini game, I mean, that's would be a big plus. They don't have a hard release date or even a dev diary or anything yet. So this is probably not going to be released until next year at the earliest. But this is something I'm going to keep my eye on because board game much more likely to get picked up over here than, than a full-on minis game. And on the uh, miscellaneous side, Lucy Griffiths, if you watched the quote-unquote leaked Constantine pilot, <laughs> personally, I think that was a deliberate leak. If you watched the leaked Constantine pilot, she played the main female, uh, Mia, I believe her name was. She has already left the show. <laughs> uh, due to creative differences, she says this was strictly her decision. She was not keen with whatever was going on. So you're going to see her in the pilot, and then she's going to be replaced by Zed, uh, an on-again, off-again, semi-love interest, semi-save interest for, for Constantine. There's going to be like a blooper reel somewhere where she just, at the end of it, she loses her shit and goes, It's Constantine, you dumbasses! You're out. Uh, that would be totally good. Albert Torres has been signed to write the screenplay for Lock and Key and the movie. This is a movie that's been in development hell for at least two years. So they finally have a screenwriter. So, hey, five, six more years, we might actually get some recording done. Right. There's still some question about the rights issues because of the unaired pilot and if they actually have the rights yet if they procured the rights yet to go forward with an actual movie yeah yeah that that was on my list too i thought that would be so 
I mean, someday, maybe, sort of. Between the inability to clean up the legal side and apparently the general lack of enthusiasm for anybody to really push it right now, I mean, I don't know why they even make announcements about it because <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares, I think. I mean, I care. I'd love to see it, but nobody believes it. <laughs> AMC is working with Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, uh, the people that brought you, eh, I will say, six seasons too many of Smallville. They are doing a six eps series. Smallville two, Badlands. Uh, six eps. Not this- to be confused <laughs> with Cross Badlands. This is kind of a take on uh, the Chinese story, Journey to the West. It is um, well, it's a it's a well done tome. Now it's uh, you know the man going on a journey to find enlightenment and uh, the trials and tribulations getting there so they don't have a specific date or even year when this will be released but given that they're kind of you know flush with money since the cash cow of or cash sink i should say of of madmen is is gone uh maybe they'll uh, they'll get this out next year who knows on the silly side I mean, unless I live next to their DCs, Amazon has applied to the FCC for permission to start testing their drones. They've asked for drone permits for the Seattle area uh, so they can start live testing their flights and I assume actual full on delivery service, too. So, yeah, Amazon, let the the PTSD in Seattle begin. And then on the miscellaneous comic side, Stephen Amell, his cousin, is going to be playing uh, Ronnie Raymond on The Flash. Ronnie Raymond is half of the Firestorm Matrix in both versions of his existence. In original continuity, he was paired up with Martin Stein, a physicist. In uh, New 52, he was paired up with Jason Rush, the brains of the Firestorm entity. He is the brawn. In both instances, he was very much portrayed as the dumb jock. He is just the captain of the football team, and he just brings the strength to the Firestorm entity, and whoever he's teamed with brings, uh, he just brings the brawn, I should say. Whoever he's teamed with brings the brain. So given the way they laid out, also in the leaked Flash pilot, given the way they le- uh, dealt with metas in that story and how the, the lightning storm that destroyed, that was caused by the Star Labs experiment, put all these metas into into the city, who knows, we might actually get a full-on Firestorm moment. I, that would be interesting. I, I would like to see them try to do that, you know, just for one up, because he's far too expensive a character to do as a standalone. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to roll him up into a potential Justice League franchise, if the first movie does well, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'd be all for that. Firestorm is one of my favorite characters. And then back to the vegan in the news. <laughs> Brandon Routh is going to be playing Ray Palmer, the Adam, this season on Arrow. And uh, he was the vegan. This is his third shot at a comic-based movie. Superman, yeah, he took a big hit from that. He went back to TV for a while. But then the vegan in uh, Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim versus the World. Just face it. I'm better than you because I'm a vegan. Um, so he's going to be Ray Palmer, which uh, is ironic because Brandon Routh is like seven feet tall. And even in the comic books, the Adam is not that tall when he's not when he's in his normal height. I mean, I like Scott. I like what he did in Scott Pilgrim. And I really like Dylan Dog. I think uh, I thought that was just a hilarious and, and very good movie. Uh, a lot of people bagged on it for some reason, but I thought it was great. So he can do things. You can't really blame. He is a big part of why Superman was bad, but not. Not all of it. Um, so he's only 50% culpable for Superman. So I'm interested to see his take on and, and the and CW's take on Ray Palmer uh, for uh, for him. 
that's all I got. All right. Well, we had some crossover. <laughs> that's all right. This is one of those weird weeks where I actually cut down. I had too much to talk <laughs> about, so I took a bunch of stuff off my list. Trailers and for sailor rooms. Yes, for sailor. <laughs> Big Hero 6 trailer is out. Did you see that one? I the, saw the that. Disney? That yeah. actually looks pretty decent. I'm I, torn on that. I, uh, I'm, I'm in. I uh, try to avoid Disney, but this looks not at all standard Disney. <laughs> this may hold me over until we finally get our Incredibles 2. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that today. It looked pretty decent. It's supposed to, uh, again, come out November 7th, but the trailer is out there. It looked pretty decent from, from what I saw. The I, character art looks funny. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, fun. I like the, funny. the balloon robot guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and patching himself with scotch tape. And then Horn's teaser trailer is out. And I've talked about that one before. Um, that's the new Daniel Radcliffe horror where like he wakes up with a hangover, doesn't know what's going on, finds out his girlfriend, I believe, was raped and murdered. And he's the prime suspect. And all of a sudden he's got horns growing and he has this ability now with his horns to make people confess their sins, which, of course, is going to help him on the uh, journey of a lifetime, the romp. <laughs> the crazy, Hilarity ensues. wacky romp Euro to find to the horns. killers. Yeah. But it actually, I, I watched the teaser trailer today. That actually looked pretty decent. I, I liked him in, what was it? Woman Harry in White? Potter? No, Woman in White. The, the Woman horror in movie. Black. Woman in Black, was it? Yeah. yeah. I liked him in that. He, he did a pretty decent job in that. So I was on the fence when this first got announced, but I thought it, it, it well, looked Sarah read the book and she said she liked it, but she likes a lot of stuff that I don't <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, you guys so. don't always agree on books, so... <laughs> Uh, and then I also watched, uh, okay, so that comes, is supposed to come October 31st, uh, 2014. And then the Lucy Red Band extended clip is out there too. Did you see that with Scarlett Johansson? I, uh, no, I, I have not. I'm torn. I'm on board, I think. That I, uh, was, that was a good little clip. Right I'm there. torn. You know, my dislike <laughs> for Hanson, for Johansson. But on the other hand, it's a goddamn Luc Besson movie. How do you not go to a Luc Besson movie? It's just going to be awesome despite her i know it but i don't want to bring myself to pay real money for her movies i'm in think, although god's think, in it so i think i'm in so i know i'm gonna go july somebody, 25th but... that's supposed to be coming oh that's probably the movie she wants to see <laughs> uh let's see no got that got that covered those you're welcome yeah thanks thanks saving your voice for the next time you need to yell at a csr <sighs> Star Realms has been released on Android, and uh, any second now can be released on iOS. Thought it already had been. Thought iOS was last week. No, as of today, I think they were still waiting. It, it's in. It was waiting. Awaiting approval. It's been oh, okay. submitted. Uh, they've just been waiting for approval. So I know. Was it today? It was either uh, early today or late yesterday. Like Chris was on. Chris Leader was on Twitter going. As soon as this is out, I'm challenging all you fools. Is so, it going to be cross-platform? Yeah, it, it's it, the you sign up for an online account, and you can. I, I'm I'm assuming you can cross-platform because it's not like it's it's not in Android that you actually go. You got to make an account to mm. to play. So I would hope so. So it's been out on Android for a little while, and then yeah, iOS is just waiting approval. So that can be any second now. And you know, if you're on, unless there, they're feeling pissy that day, yeah. <laughs> you're on there. You know, the idea is dark win. There's the, one dude that's been waiting for this to come out because all his friends have an Android. I'm like, yeah. Screw you. D a r k w i n d. That's that's my ID. I've no one eight seven. No one eight seven for that one. I, I got the original on that one since it just launched. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing actually with. 
a couple of our listeners and and uh, I'm going to get it and sign up as Darkwind <laughs> One just to dick with you. <laughs> so I'm yeah I've been playing with a couple of our listeners and I've been playing with a couple designers I know and stuff and it's been a lot of fun. I've been playing with Michael. So Michael's uh, on board too. He's been hitting me up for games, and we've been playing. So it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, if you want to, if you uh, want to play, if you already have it, or if uh, you've been waiting for the iOS version, send me a request. And then Weird Al's tacky video has been blowing up. Did you watch that? Tacky? No, I've I saw um, um, the grammar one. Yeah, yeah, I watched that one today too. But tacky is the one that's really been blowing up because it was. Uh, it, I think premiered on the Nerdist channel and he's got like four or five cameos in it. Various people like Aisha Tyler and, uh, not that my wife knows who she is. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I, I didn't recognize her. It wasn't until I read like the comments that that was her. I was like, really? And I had to watch it again. <laughs> and, uh, Jack Black's in it and Margaret Cho and, um, uh, uh, one of the guys from modern family. I can't remember his name right now. And oh, uh, Cameron or the lawyer dude, uh, Cameron. Yeah. And then there's another girl too that I recognized, like from uh, Thirty Rock or something like that. I can't remember her name right off. Tina Fey. No, not Tina <laughs> Fey. The the really nah, I can't even. I, I don't watch her. Thirty Rock, yeah. so yeah. But no, not Tina Fey. <laughs> but it was it was pretty. I actually the first time I watched it, I was like, eh. And then I watched it again. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> Gotham has a release date of September 22nd, 2014 now. That's right. It is not canceled, Stephanie. They they ran a preview for that. Just a blurb. I don't know what we were watching. We don't watch a lot of Fox programs and we were fast. There's not a lot to watch. I'm, it's it's the pre-cancel sh- the channel, isn't it? Channel. Well, they've already done pre-cancel, so all they can do now is actually announce an idea and then say they're not going to go forward with it. Yeah, we had this idea. It's not good. We just we don't we don't like it. Um, we were fast forwarding through it and Sarah stopped and looked at the screen, so I paused it and she goes, "Did that say goddamn?" <laughs> I was like, Yes, 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 it did. Yes. <laughs> yes, they canceled everything else that we love so they could put on a ham sandwich. <laughs> just, just taunting their viewers. Guy Fieri is branching out. Uh, got a ham sandwich TV. on one side and just a scrolling list of every show they've ever canceled. <laughs> and then just at the end it says, and we still make money, bitches. <laughs> and then somebody just takes a big bite. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Yeah, uh, Stephanie, it has not been canceled yet. <laughs> Gotham is still going on. That wasn't what we were talking about last time. Uh, it's coming September 22nd. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I was not on board for quite a while, but I've heard a couple people talking about it more and more. And I think a couple of the guys over at BJ Shea got an early look at it. And, the, and Gotham of the three, so they looked at... Gotham, Flash, and what's the other one coming here soon? Constantine was the Constantine, other one. Constantine, yeah, leaked. that's it. And of the three of them, Gotham was the one that they crapped on the most, and they're like, "This is just going to suck." And it ended up being the one they liked the most. So that's got me intrigued now. <laughs> so we'll see. The Game Crafter in the Flux Capacity Contest is finally closed. So there is a winner. Uh, Jotum from One One Man Act Games was the winner. Uh, and then there were two runner-ups that got some prizes as well. But Jotun is the one that is going to be published by uh, the Flux Capacity. And uh, at some point in the far future, when the Kickstarter is ready, we'll be probably looking at that. Josh and I already talked about it. He said he wants us on board for a review if he does the Kickstarter route. 
out. So some congratulations. That's Daniel. And that's what I got because I think, uh, yeah, you covered that one. So we're good. <laughs> and that's what we have for Geek News. News.